Welcome to A Better HR Business, the podcast that looks at how HR consultants and HR tech firms grow their businesses and how they help their employers to get the best out of their people. Remember, for show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's get started. Hello, welcome back to the show. Great to have you along. And I'm really looking forward to today's conversation with Michelle O'Keefe. Michelle is co-founder of an amazing HR tech company called Platform 55. So it's platform55.com. And we're going to get into it in just a moment. But firstly, Michelle, thank you very much for joining me today. No problem. I'm always delighted to talk about this topic. And great to have a fellow person in Ireland as well. So you're in a beautiful part of the world, Malahide, right? Yeah, you could have come over to The View and we could have done this in person. Yeah. So if you're listening to this on the go, make sure you check out Malahide because it's a wonderful part of the world, right on the coast of Dublin there. So beautiful. So yeah, Platform 55, it's a wonderful thing. Back when I was young and single and stuff, I used to go out and then I'd sleep in and you know I'd pop out for my smashed avocado or whatever it is. I have kids now. The world has changed ever so slightly for me. And I think that's where Platform 55 steps in to help parents in the workforce. So I'd love to hear about the background of what is Platform 55 and then why did you actually form it in the first place? Sure, no problem. So I suppose at the most basic level, Platform 55 is a platform for the 55% of your workforce who are working parents. But the platform itself is, it supports the employees beyond that. It supports managers and training them about how to have conversations about family topics like infertility or surrogacy that really impact the workplace. And we know from our research that 80% of managers say they don't know how to handle those conversations. They're not comfortable having the conversations. So we train the managers and we also support HR on how to bring their family policies really to life. So if we were to consider a rebrand, it would probably be Platform 99 or something like that, because it extends far beyond just the working parents piece. It's anyone considering having a family, but also, as I said, HR and managerial ecosystem around that as well. And I suppose how we got here, and I do also remember the days with smashed avocado and lions. (laughs) For me personally, when I was expecting my first daughter, actually this time 11 years ago, I was promoted to managing director of the Irish Times Digital Media Agency. I was offered the role as I was walking out the door to be induced. So my daughter arrived 24 hours later and they held that position open for me. So I came back to a new senior role, a new team, a new target and a new baby. So that was quite the learning curve. And what I realized quite quickly was there was very little support out there for me. My peers didn't really understand my need to be on the dart or the train by quarter past five to get back to the tiny little new baby I had, you know, when I had this new role. So I found it really, really hard. So the only solution to the problem was to get pregnant again, which I did and (laughs) had two babies in the same situation, doing it all over again and even harder. It was kind of during that period, I realized that we needed more structures and more support, both from a societal point of view, but also our organizations and our managers who just really don't know how to handle all. And I'm guessing it's not maliciousness. It's not laziness. It's just doesn't click for people or there's not the information out there. Is that right? Yeah, there's a couple of different things. One, if you are not a parent yourself, it's hard for you to kind of have that empathy and understand exactly what's going on. But then there's a lot of stuff going on for families. Families, like what we define as a family, it's changed so much. So you've got families now, same-sex couples going on a surrogacy journey. You know, that topic can be quite intimidating for managers. They don't know what to say. Or if someone has experienced a miscarriage, similarly, you know, what not to say, what to say. You know, it's quite a complex range of topics that managers have to deal with. And it's kind of this hot potato between HR and managers. They're saying, oh, you talk to them. No, you talk to them. 
to them and who does it actually sit with? And, you know, let's make everybody comfortable. They don't have to have the answers to all the questions. They don't have to have the solutions. They just need to know how to have the conversation and how to support them. Yeah. Sorry, you just gave me a flashback to when I was, to use the term young and single or whatever, in my first HR manager role. And the first time I had to speak to someone who had just gone through a miscarriage, I had no idea what to say. No I idea know. at all. So yeah, where was Platform 55 then? I mean, I know, I know. And that's the thing. And part of the platform is uh, we do offer training and I'll tell you a little bit about the technology in a moment, but a manager can book into a coaching session at any point. So if you've done your training and you've learned how to lead inclusively and that's all wonderful and you've got the basics there, but as I said, the, the range of topics are so complex. So anything could happen in a work situation. So they can jump back on and just say, listen, this happened. How am I dealing with this? You know, so it's kind of that always on access to support on these delicate topics as well. Got it. And so the, Platform 55 itself, what kind of organizations would use it? And then once they've said, yeah, let's do it and introduce it for employees, what actually do they get? How does it work? Sure. Okay. So we're seeing a lot of traction in finance, legal, pharma and bizarrely in dairy. So we have some of the biggest dairy plants working with us. We have Kerry Group and we have Ornua, who's the first one billion exporter of the famous Kerry Gold Butter. So we're working kind of you know, 250 staff plus organizations. Some of our clients include KPMG, AXA, Zurich, Irish Life, or new, uh, so a great, great range of clients, not actually working with a lot of the US tech yet. Maybe, I don't know. We're gradually starting to develop our sales funnel. So we have never had anyone say this product is not for us because it's irrelevant. So, you know, I don't think there's yeah. the range of companies that we can support is nearly everybody, which is the problems are global. The challenge in every organization. We are also developing an SMB solution because we realize that in some of the big organizations, you're going to have like L&D leaders and EDI leaders and HR leaders in the smaller organizations, you might have one person in HR saying, I don't know how to handle any of this either. So, you know, we need to get that SMB solution out there quite quickly because that's where a lot of the gaps are. So when they come to us, we do a diagnostic. First of all, we've built a diagnostic which has 60 data points and that would be put out digitally to the whole organization. It was built with a psychologist and it's not for working parents, it's for anyone in the organization. So we ask people who may be thinking about having a family or who have been on maternity or have been managing a situation. And at the end of that diagnostic, we get an NPS score for your inclusivity. So we say, right, you're at 7.2. It's a scale of one to 10. And in a year's time, we repeat that to see the impact of the program and which data points have moved, how we've improved on the paternity piece or the maternity piece. So we're very much data backed. However, some of our companies come to us and say, we've just done a survey. Help. We've just realized that this is a massive problem and they don't necessarily want our diagnostic because they've just done something, you know, right. quite in depth themselves. So there's two ways we can arrive to that data places is through our diagnostic or they've done their own. We have a calculator that if we type in the number of staff in your organization, it will give us a current expected rate of maternity in the year, how many managers are struggling with this topic and how many parents are feeling overwhelmed about X, Y, and Z. Mm. So that calculator would work nicely when we've got anywhere between a 40, 60, 50, 50 split in gender. But, you know, we've onboarded Sandvik, which is a global construction engineering company. Their female employees are at 18% at the moment. So, you know, it skews them when we get into those, yeah. those kind of companies. We then issue the partner. We plan a launch plan together. We're very much tech enabled, but it's a hands-on partnership. So like when we onboard someone, you see humans, we have conversations, we plan a launch together, which can be us turning up at a town hall virtually. We prepare a digital brochure, which is co-branded with the membership access and all the information of what's available. We then, and actually I'm probably going to skip through to one of your questions and ruin it for you later on, but one of the things that has proven so successful for us is we then arm our HR people every month with marketing assets that we develop. We embed their 
either QR code or their membership link or however their employees need to access that material, we developed that for them. So like yesterday, for example, our hot topic was for the month money mindset for families and it was so well attended. Like we had a huge turnout for that. So we would develop assets. Sometimes they'd be on digital screens in canteens saying, don't forget money matters is coming up or the parenting sessions coming up. So us developing the assets because what we always, what's coming out of our conversations with our partners and we have them all the time because we're so early at this process. We're saying what's working, what's not working. Do you like this? Do you not like that? One of the things that keeps going back is arming them with the assets and the marketing material and the comms because HR people aren't marketing experts. They're not communication experts. So when you help them with that piece, it really, you know, our engagement levels are so high. I think globally, the average engagement on a wellness program is 2%. Our partners are up at 30% engagement on the content that we're delivering. And it's not a wellness program, just to be clear. You know, it's covering so many topics that are so badly needed by working parents. So huge engagement as a result of that. Genius. I heard Jerry Maguire in my mind there, you know, help me help you. I love it when, for instance, conferences, you know, these big global conferences, industry conferences, sometimes on the website somewhere, there'll be a section of convince your boss and it'll be a download this Word document, copy it, adjust it slightly for your situation, and then send it to your boss asking permission to go to this conference. In other words, they're helping you help them to sell more tickets and you're helping them, the HR people and, and the people within the business to communicate, facilitate the rollout of the program, which increased the engagement rate from whatever you said, 2% industry average to even up to 30%. Yeah. Just to clarify for people listening, you mentioned NPS score, so NPS net promoter score, correct? And so that's a score out of 10. That's correct. The inclusivity. Yeah, exactly. We're focusing very much on inclusivity on that score through the data we collect it. Yeah. yeah. The net promoter score. Fabulous. And then, so the platform itself, what would people see when they log in? So there's three main verticals. We always have research and fresh content on there as well, but there's three main verticals we look at. One is new parents, and that is a very different experience for people. So that would span a 24-month support period. So if you found out today that you're expecting and you're an employee who has access to this, you can go on and you would do five pre-leave modules, which would set you up for success before you go on your leave. So support for leave should start way before the person's actually gone. Um, Conversations to have at home, conversations to have at work, how to set your team up for success. Because often when someone takes leave and family leave, it's not actually the person who goes on leave that struggles. It's the team that's left behind and the gap that is there. So we help teams get set up for success. There's a range of software solutions for while you're on leave, we don't force them because, you know, it's up to the individual how they want to engage with any kind of corporate benefit during leave. But they tend to because we've just added sleep training in there. So that is definitely being accessed. Then when you return from leave, you would get a three hour onboarding workshop with an expert to how to set yourself up for success, what your career progression goals and ambitions are, because you know, this is where we see female leadership fall apart. This is where the leak in the bucket is, is post-family leave and why we have such gender gaps at senior levels. So you'll start seeing us popping up in annual reports now for Kerry Group and Irish Life about how they're addressing their gender equality at mm-hmm. senior levels and we're feeding into that challenge. So we then have coaching available again. When you return from maternity leave, it's a bit of a yippee, hot coffee, people <laughs> out of my PJs. The crash actually happens anywhere between three to six months later. So we train the managers. So yes, you've got someone returning from leave today. Well done, you had a coffee with them but you know what in three months time they're really going to be feeling this and that's when you get attrition that's when people decide they can't do this anymore they can't do both and they'll walk away so we map that journey for managers so they understand the key points of checking in and we've coaching available for mums and dads all the way through their journey up to a year afterwards now my eldest is 11 next week and I could still do a bit of coaching so I don't know when you can always check back into that parent coaching but we have a really great community of new mums and dads that have just returned on that coaching so that's new parents then for managers 
we have our inclusivity training. So we cover how to have difficult conversations around fertility, miscarriage, IVF, surrogacy, anything like that. How to have conversations about flexibility that doesn't have to result in you saying yes to everything, understanding that there's business goals to be reached as well. The importance of flexibility. And we do a senior leadership session on why this is important for your organization, that this is not a you know, soft benefit for working parents. This is actually going to reduce your attrition rates for female talent. It's going to help solve your gender pay gap reporting. And it's really going to help you get more productivity out of your employees. So the leadership piece is, is crucial. You know, that's a really important part. And sometimes where I find difficulty is if you're talking to someone in HR or if we have an EDI person, how do you get their buy-in for the training, the manager training? Because maybe that's not their thing. You know, that's not in their to-do list. So it's after getting that all, pulling that all together internally. And then the last vertical is our working parents vertical, which is anything from post-toddler up to menopause. It's fertility. If you're planning a fertility journey, where do you start? If you're on a fertility journey and have had losses, how to handle that? And they're live expert sessions. So we have a panel of 24 experts that do those sessions for us. You know, they're working in their own field, but they come and consult for us. And we do, out of the diagnostic, actually, we kind of decide what we're going to do. So this year, we've added parents for children with special education needs as a topic. We've added solo parenting and parenting through separation was an unfortunate trend yeah. post-pandemic. And the money, the finances, handling family finances was something. So we're always listening through the diagnostic to what the challenges are. And they do change, you know, over the years they've changed and there's like peaks and troughs of stuff. So from an organization's point of view, they don't have to be thinking, should we be doing menopause or is child anxiety a big thing? Or we have all the data. We know exactly what people are looking for and we're putting on that support for you. Actually, the most recent one we added was planning for your retirement. We recently onboarded a customer and she said that 25% of their workforce are going to be retiring in the next three years. And they're all just a bit confused about what their plans are. So, you know, we listen all the time and we added that session in, you know, I think it's, it's really important. So from newborns to retirement is the the span and breadth of what we cover. Brilliant. What a range. It's very impressive indeed. You mentioned some of the benefits or the key messages anyway in the leadership sort of workshop or support for the leadership group to get that embedded and so on. One of the things I would definitely be adding to that, I'm sure it's already covered, but is the employer branding or the recruitment marketing, because I think that's a great selling tool to attract good talent in a tight labor market is to say, we've got this stuff. Yeah, and that's so important. And that's actually another little thing we discovered last year was that piece of recognition. Again, help us to help you, as you said, for the HR, but then do they get recognized for the work they've done? Sometimes I feel like HR kind of go unseen sometimes for the amazing work they do. So we have created a digital badge and a physical award, which we give to the company when they've invested in families. And a lot of our partners are start wearing that digital badge on their recruitment pages and they are starting conversations. So, you know, what do you have in terms of support for family? And then you whip out this range of support for from fertility to, you know, all the way through to retirement. And even if you're recruiting a graduate and they're planning their future to know that the company is aware of fertility. And then we had a conference on Tuesday, just gone, and we awarded some of our partners their awards physically there, just, you know, more for the photo up for the LinkedIn posts. But really, no, to recognize the work they've done, because some of the work that's been done is amazing and really changing people's lives. And, you know, I think sometimes when we talk about HR tech and the solution for HR, we sometimes forget about the individual that's actually getting the benefit of this. Like when we hear back from people that we've supported through fertility or on returning from maternity leave and like, honestly, life-changing is their words, not ours, but like it's that work that really drives this. Can I turn to a, I don't know, technical or whatever question around 
location and then secondly, your packages, the way you structure, how you offer it. So you've got different sort of pricing or packages. How do you actually offer and sell that to employers? You know, how can they choose? Yeah. So as I said, we're just working up our SMB solution because there is like a minimum entry level at the lowest entry level. It would be seven and a half thousand for the year for that kind of 250 stuff. Then we have a I think this sounds very posh. I'm so impressed. We have an algorithm that oh. works out how many people in your organization, based on your employee numbers, we would expect to see avail of maternity, paternity services, how many managers that need support. And it kind of spits out a price for us at the end. And it varies just, you know, as the company numbers yeah. grow, it does get discounted cost per head as we get into like really large company sizes. But I think, you know, when we crunch the numbers, if you were to try and offer maternity, paternity management coaching and the range of family support, it's about a tenth of the cost for you to do it like what we offer from yeah. a one-to-many solution it's about a tenth of the cost Brilliant. So very good and then the other question is around the geography so you're based in ireland you're starting in ireland yes i'm guessing it's Ireland specific, but what's the plan? Is to stay Ireland, expand? How does it work? Oh, we are well beyond Ireland Ooh, already. Yes, 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 yes. Exciting. My co-founder is Scottish, so you might want to have a, a separate interview with her, just purely from an accent point of view. But <sighs> in fairness, we did start in Ireland. A lot of the companies that we're working with are global. I think about seventy-two percent of our revenue last year came from Irish companies, and that will change over the next twenty-four months. We are selling in the UK and in Europe. We have translated our core the three core pillar solutions into seven European languages and sign language. We're delivering in Europe and the US in terms of attendance to the sessions. Fantastic. Wow. And sign language as well. That's very impressive. It's currently Irish sign language, actually. So, yeah. Oh, very good. Yep. There's Auslan as well. I was going to ask about Australia one day, but... So... I feel Australia is prime for this. There's a lot of conversations happening there. It's just in terms of now a huge amount of our content is always on. You can go on there. You can watch back the money session from yesterday. You can listen to podcasts. You can, you know, get your checklist. One of the most frequently downloaded tools is we have a checklist for managers, 10 things to do before someone goes on leave, when they come back. And, you know, so that's really helpful. But the actual access to the live content, the coaching, the expert sessions, asking those at the time zone. Yeah, we've got a great roadmap. I don't doubt that will be global sessions from a timing perspective over the next 24 months. Got it. Now, for people listening to this, they might have detected the Michelle for passion so on, but she's obviously quite a marketing genius. There's little things you've just dropped in there, you know, the certification, the awards, the events, the NPS score aspect, the way you might roll that out globally and so on. I think it's fantastic. So your background and what you're doing now, what would be some successes and advice you might share to other people growing HR-related businesses? So, you know, my background is digital marketing. That's what I did for 20 years. And it was my experience as a senior leader in that role that brought me to this. This is not my first startup, I have to confess. I built a travel tech business 18 years ago and I was named Entrepreneur of the Year. And then we had the global crash and I lost the business. So I have a failure behind me that really helps me appreciate, you know, what we're doing now. And then I had, you know, eight years with the Irish Times Group, which I learned so much. But my background is marketing. I did a degree in marketing and a master's in digital marketing. So I'm a little bit out of practice in marketing, but I think it's all in there somewhere. These (laughs) things come out kind of naturally then when you're thinking about how we can drive things. So one thing I have learned both from my digital marketing days and I'm only growing my HR network like in the last two years and I've made some amazing connections and friends and LinkedIn is fantastic. Like it really is, but it just does come back to relationships. I think it really does. And, for me, like I'm working through, we've just recently hired a new guy on the team, Rob, and I'm explaining the sales funnel to him and everything else. And, you know, it does get quite technical when you're running a HR tech company. But like at the start of that sales funnel, 
it is about relationships. Like it's rare that people just are dropping in out of seeing an ad somewhere. Like you have to be personable. You have to tell your own story. Storytelling has been so useful. Like when I tell my story to people about like, you know, having a senior role, trying to pick up the bit, everyone's like, oh no, no, I know, I know. Like that's how they can relate to it. And I think as well, I was talking to a guy and he was like, yeah, I don't think, you know, maybe we'll have a chat again in a while. And then he rang me. He's like, three of my team are pregnant. Will you come in and we'll talk? I think when it's right in front of you and you realize it, 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 personalize it. So for me, storytelling is really important. You know, make it real, make it about yourself or someone else and share those stories. I think from a rule of thumb of digital marketing is you have to tell someone a message 15 times before they hear it. So like that can be really awkward when you feel like you're beating this drum and people are fed up listening to you, but they actually haven't heard you yet. And that's the hard part. You have to keep saying the same thing over again. I am so sick of my own voice and me telling the same story over and over again. But it's because I'm, I'm the one listening to it all the time. Other people haven't heard it. So you just have to get really comfortable with repeating yourself and stick to that rule of thumb of, you know, digitally it's 15 times in person, it's five times. So, you know, you have to push hard and not feel bad about it because it's not people are so busy they can't hear you right now there's so many messages they're getting every day and it's a timing thing again as I said like you know I spoke to that guy who's like you know I don't know if this is us right now and then fast forward three months later and he's got three of his team going out maternity leave and he needs our help so when you do that storytelling and when you build those relationships it's amazing how your network works for you so we did this for our event we had a families at work summit our first one was on Tuesday and we invited loads of people and we had an amazing turnout but like on the run the event we created these little LinkedIn badges and we're always trying to be a little bit funky a little bit fun and it was like hands up I've got my ticket have you got yours and we asked people who had registered to post that and they did and they were like can't wait to go to this event and they became our marketing channel because we don't have a lot of budget for marketing this year it's been fairly tight on marketing so using that network you know and now they're like I can't even keep up I've got all those like LinkedIn notifications of people posting pictures of the event and sharing them and that ripple effect of that one event that we did you know but the before and after and how we're going to really amplify that. It's way beyond just that conference. But I do think getting people in a room was brilliant. We're delivering globally, but I think that we, you know, we forget the importance of actually seeing people as well. So we had 68% in the room and the rest dialed in virtually. So that event can be, you know, either. And then just using that event to amplify what we're doing and, and our message. But it was, yeah, it was amazing. That's fabulous. And having a physical event, it's so powerful. If it's big or small, it doesn't matter. It does create its own energy. And as you say, you can have these spin-off bits of marketing. But the other thing that you mentioned earlier in the discussion was the way you supported the HR people to get that communication. I think that's just genius. So for people listening to this, you've really got to help your internal buyers sell and communicate and get things embedded. It's just so powerful. And I did a podcast episode a while back on lessons we can learn from election campaigns. And that's probably one of them. If not, it should be in there is you kind of got to just keep repeating your message until it gets through. No, that's it. You also remind me of when I was an HR manager looking after a, a site safety, basically for manufacturing business. And you can't just say, all right, we're going to have a town hall meeting and tell everyone to be safe. And that's it. You've got to have posters. You've got to have team sessions. You've got to have training, all sorts of stuff. You've got to have a multi-pronged approach. And that sounds like the way you're solving both the internal selling communications of the product of Platform 55, but also the way Platform 55 works as well. It's online. It's got live stuff recorded. 
all sorts of things. Yeah, no, absolutely. And one of the things we developed as well was an engagement strategy for our partners. So explaining to them that your managers need to know what's available so they can advise people that the support is available. So we do this like engagement document, but it's not just a flat document. We deliver it to them. We ask them to bring in those people into those conversations. So we do a launch plan. Is there someone from L&D, someone from the senior leadership team? The more people we have involved in the conversation, I think we call it multi-threading. I'm not sure, but that's touching many departments. But Bizarrely, one thing that's worked well for us, and I thought they were dead, but QR codes. Yeah, they're making a comeback. Yeah. They're making a comeback. So we have partners. We work with Qualtrics, US tech firm, yeah. and they have them in their elevator in their new office, you know, and it's like, this is what's available and people are scanning and going on. We've got them on dairy plants, as I said, digital screens. And actually, one of our partners told them digital screens are great, you know, when they're in common areas and canteens and stuff like that. But someone said they had them in the reception. And I was like, oh, I don't know, like your partners don't really need to know about this. And they said, you wouldn't believe the response we get from our, our customers yeah, yeah. that know we're supporting our employees. So, you know. And again, job candidates coming through, they most of them won't yeah. get the job, but they'll be out there going, gee, that's a great place to be, even if they. That's it. Yeah. A question for you. So people listening to this may be consultants. So would you ever consider teaming up with consultants so that they can either refer in Platform 55 for their own consulting work? So for example, a learning development consulting firm might be doing leadership development work and they realize, oh, we're not helping them with some of these tricky questions. Do you ever do that sort of thing where you team up with consultants or other HR related firms? Yeah, we just had a really interesting conversation, possibly on the back of the summit as well. And we got on the agenda for some people. So I've only had one conversation about this before, but I'm really open to that. I think channel selling and partnerships is going to be important for us. So yeah. I'm, I'm really up for that conversation. And as we start delivering more and more sessions for our core products, we have expert facilitators coming in. So if there's a certain topic we need support on, you know, we bring them into the mix as well. So from both those angles. Yeah. And I suppose thinking out loud down the line in the future that expanding into different countries, you'll need more localized content supporters, that sort of thing, right? Well, we don't get into policies specifically in country or in the company. So the challenges that face working parents, you know, if you've got a child with anxiety, it's the same in Germany as it is in Ireland, you know, so and similarly returning to work, it's, you know, those challenges are the same, but the coaching is great for something specific if you've got a certain time. Yeah, 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 exactly. exactly. Fantastic. Michelle, you've shared so much insight and it's it's a wonderful product. And I think some of the stuff you've done has been amazing. So that's fantastic. If people want to learn more about Platform 55, what should they do next? Yeah, I think the website is great. If you book in a chat on the calendar appointment setting there, you'll, you'll come to me. We don't have a massive team, so you'll get directly to me for that conversation. And then LinkedIn, we use all the time for our storytelling and connecting. So it's Michelle O'Keefe at Platform 55. You'll find me there. And I love chatting to other people with similar companies or anyone looking to support their organizations. One thing I will say from both my experience, both startups, is that the people that have helped me, you know, on this journey and have helped me get where we are, I'm really, really grateful. So I'm always open to supporting anyone else that's coming up the ranks as well. I love it. Can you just call it the address again for people? Sure. It's platform55.com and it's 55 in numbers. 55 in numbers. Very good. So yeah, if you're listening to this on the go, we'll have the website and the LinkedIn address in there. But otherwise, congratulations on all you've done and I wish you all the best for the future. Thank you very much. Lovely. Thanks very much. It was lovely to talk to you. Thanks for joining us today on A Better HR Business, the podcast that explores the world of HR consulting and HR tech businesses. For show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and share the show with any friends who are busy growing a HR business. Thanks and see you next time.